I'm I'm certain that the geysers will tell the story. You know, when when Old Faithful doesn't start going off when it should, I think that'll signs like that will happen. But I could also be wrong. Um, yeah. And it's 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 really cool. Uh, we can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Clink. Good evening, my pal. How are you? How is the world? How is all the beautiful things in it? Perfect and getting better, my man. How are you today? You know, I'm great. Uh, you know, I was able to get out into good old mother nature as always. Um, I just, you know, if I'm not working, I'm out there on a lake, I'm out there in the kayak, I'm out there hiking, enjoying it, checking it all out, seeing a waterfall. Hey, trying to have a Bigfoot. And you know something interesting that I, I haven't told you yet that I was kind of waiting as a surprise? Huh. Is Matt Buddy swears he had a Bigfoot encounter in Olympic National Park this last week. And oh, no way. <laughs> I no just had to drop that on you, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Right? Yeah, we should have him on. And I guess. <laughs> talk about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He said, yeah, man, I, I, I think so. Because we were in the area. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. No, we're going to we're gonna have to sh get, go uh, get that <laughs> yeah. buddy on. Yeah. Uh, for a third time. It'll be Matt Buddy's third time. It might even be his fourth. Oh, yeah. I think it is his fourth, actually. Yeah. But, you know. a recurring uh, theme. <laughs> well, he, if, if for our guests that don't understand this, he actually invites himself on. Um, you know, he, this last trip he did by himself with some of his friends, uh, he's like, yeah, Zach, I think, you know, you could have me on the podcast with Mark in a couple weeks and we'll just talk about this trip. You know, it was really fun. I had a Bigfoot encounter and I was just like, okay, sure. I mean, why not, buddy? Why not? Yeah, I mean, if you had a Bigfoot encounter, for sure. That's almost like a must. Damn. <laughs> right? <laughs> that oh. is. Oh, yeah, no. So. But. Because Matt, buddy, will be on. <laughs> You know, but speaking of our friends in nature, um, we talked about not too long ago our wish list trips. Some of the top five places we want to go that we need your help by clicking the subscribe button, emailing us at wanderingways.com, telling us what you want to hear about our adventures in nature, telling your friends, telling grandma, telling mom, telling dad, hey, we want to get an RV together and listen to Wandering Ways the whole way down. We want that. Um, one of our great guests, Kalman, gave us his top five. And, you know, hey, we asked for it. He delivered. You guys can deliver too. You know, email us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com. W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Um, you can just rewind on your phone and replay that if you didn't get it all be, yeah if you're listening <laughs> if you're listening you'll it's you know wandering ways podcast at gmail.com right but, but uh in case you guys don't know cal remember calman he is the everyday backpacker a uh, good friend of uh 
good friend of the brand and a fellow wanderer, but uh, he sent us his top five um, wish list adventures. Uh, so we thought we would share them with you guys today. Because, uh, I mean, who doesn't love a good wish list? Well, and what I like about this is this talks about, this is another hike, fellow hiker of ours who loves getting outdoors. You know, you heard his story when we interviewed him. If you haven't heard that one yet, go check it out because it's really good. Um, he, you know, we, we're listening. We're learning from each other. You know, you hear like, wow, I just got back from Iceland. It was this amazing. Well, now I want to go, you know. Yep. And you hear those adventures. And when you have a fellow adventurer telling us, well, I want to do these things, well, we got to share it. Um, but his number five, which is something, you know, since we're out that way, he might be able to come on down possibly. And we could dual collab everyday backpacker wandering ways just for you guys, the fans, is he wants to take a trip out to the Washington, Oregon coast and see some of the beauties out there. Ooh, yeah. No, shoot. Have him, let bring him out. Let's, uh, we'll show him, uh, oh, I don't know. What would you want? Uh, Olympic? That's always a classic. Well, um, you're, you're, you know, he was a fellow, you know, he was Clark at Pompey's Pillar. You'd probably want to check out Fort Clatsop right there in your neck of the woods. Well, you're, too. where you're, that's your birthplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, too. A little, uh, Fort Clatsop action. Um, Thor's well. The Peter Iredales, the ship that's on the beach, that's always a fun one. Uh, Thor's, yeah, Thor's Wells, awesome. Uh, Big Snack Butte. Yeah, shoot. There's the a Castle. Um, and I mean, if you're really ambitious, just scoot on down, see the Redwoods. <laughs> I mean, I think he is, so we might have to convince him to do that too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff up here. Um, well, one that I, think, I, I think he would like the Olympics, um, the best. I do too. Uh, especially cause I know he's a mountain guy. He loves those bear tooth mountains and his channels, a lot of him hiking in the bear tooths and in, uh, the crazy mountains out here in Montana, which, you know, they're kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you can go and you can do some real cool backcountry stuff on the coast up in the Olympics. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, you can camp right on the beach. You can camp on the beach a lot of places along the whole coast. Um, but like Olympics, like you can be like on, on the beach, which is always a delight. So, well, and Matt, buddy, that's actually where his last trip was, was up into the Olympics. And he was telling me, man, about Hurricane Ridge up there and being able to be like, you can, you're in the mountains and you can see the ocean. He's like, it just, it doesn't feel right, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hurricane Ridge is cool. Um, you know, it was a bummer we couldn't do it when you, you know, we had all that ice, but um, we had a different type of fun. Yeah, well, shoot, yeah. No, <laughs> Olympics, Olympics, amazing. Um, but, anyways, continue with Calvin's top five. <laughs> right? That was only number five, and look how we got going on it. But four, and this is one that I kind of was interested in, and because I grew up in New Mexico, the Southwest, the desert, you know, I'm always like, I love the heat. I love the desert. There's some, there's just something unique about it, but he wants to do the Arizona trail. And oh. I'm not too familiar about that, but I love the desert. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not too familiar with the Arizona trail either. Um, that's interesting. 
Yeah, that's a track, dude, or uh, that's a mission because it's the desert. Um, you know, I do like the desert, but I don't like it as much as you. I uh, well, I, grew, I was born in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that helps, you know. Right. Uh, I I like trees. I like trees. <laughs> I'm a tree hugger. Cactus, so. Cactuses are just trees you can't hug. Yeah. See, I want to be able to hug my trees. <laughs> Well, and then his number three, which kind of fell in line with my list. I know you've talked about this place and you kind of were jealous when I threw it down, but is a Nepal and Tibet for Kalman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a given, right? Like yeah, it's beautiful. Right. The Himalayas, the monks, the, yeah. the flags, yeah, the locals, all of it. I was just Love looking it. at some stuff. Um, oh, I've talked about this guy before, that guy on Instagram. Uh, Colin O'Brady. Yep. He's right now doing a thing. He's going to do, I guess, Everest. There's Everest, and then there's another mountain close. I'm going to butcher the name, so I'm not even going to really try, but it's like a L H O S T E is how it's spelled, something like that. A lost mountain. No, uh, it's not I, lost. It's there. Everyone knows about it. I don't know. <laughs> Go I'm peak just... to peak, though. Um, yeah, and I guess people do it all the time, but he's going to try and do it. Um, he's working on it right now, uh, but he's going to try and do Everest Peak to this other peak without supplemental oxygen. So uh, he's going to try and do it as quick, quickly as, his as he can. I think the record without supplemental oxygen is like six days to do this peak to peak. Oh. So, um, you know, Nepal in the Himalayas would be a phenomenal. Like you said, even just to go up to base camp or just in the area, I mean, I bet you just yeah, I, just I, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, me too. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, and this one's another one. I'm I'm not familiar with the trail, but I am familiar with the park, and I really want to spend some more time in this park. And I'm glad I'm pushing myself to get a house out there in Oregon because it'll it'll cause me to do this. But he wants to do, hike the Wanderland Trail around Mount Rainier, um, and if you see some of the pictures from Mount Rainier, there are some beautiful lakes and valleys and streams that they it's got. So Mount Rainier is a cool place. Um, I went, I've been to the national park, Mount Rainier national park, and it was really cool. Um, we didn't do a whole lot because we were just driving through. We decided to just drive through it. Um, so we stopped at the visitor center, of course. Um, and, we did like a small kind of little loop hike, um, nothing, nothing fancy, but just kind of checked the area out, stopped, tested the water because we tested the water at like every national park that we went to that trip. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> you know, we went on our way, but it's gorgeous. Rainy yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've seen some of the pictures of like that, the North Cascades, the Olympics yeah. and like, when you really spend some time in them and get into the backcountry, there's some beautiful spots, um, which I'm all Rainier I'm all would be about. cool to do some backcountry. Rainier would be cool to climb too. Yeah, let's plan it. Let's just sign up. Sign up. <laughs> um, his number one though, and this is a good one, and I could see you doing this one too, just because you are one of them coasties out there on the West Coast. But he wants to through hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh, yeah, classic. The yeah, classic PCT man. Uh, I would that I would totally do the PCT. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've been on sections of it. 
not on purpose like i didn't set out to be on but the pct because it's so long like i was on it just the other day here in ashland i went on to like a little uh, trail run and part of it was pct um and then when i've done ramona falls up near mount hood got on part of the pct so that's a mission though man doing the pct yeah but i think well he wants to through hike it so I think that's doing sections yeah, <laughs> of the time, but I'm excited. I'm curious to ask him if he's actually accomplished parts of it, at least, uh, you know, just to hear yeah. um, another crazy one. I, I'm curious if you would be interested in ever doing is the uh, continental divide trail that people do right down the backbone of the Rockies in America. I feel like you would be about that. Yeah. I mean, any of those through hikes I would consider um you know if i get enough time off uh 100% would <laughs> you know it's it's a, it's just it's a mission <laughs> yeah and planning yeah i mean there there's a lot of moving pieces to it from planning to getting the time off to then doing it <laughs> so, yeah and cost <laughs> yeah yeah but oh man it would be worth it to do any of those um yeah. i've watched so many youtube videos of people doing the pacific crest trail I'll do it. You're right there. You could do it a lot easier than like, because of where you're at. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, I can't remember the way you're supposed to go. I think you're supposed to go north, south to north. Really? Yeah. And it has to do with like how you can cross the border and stuff. Um, oh yes. When you go into the, the, the other countries. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you have to end up in Canada. I'm not not 100% sure on that though. So uh, I've heard, I, I want to say the continental divide might be the opposite where you, you start. North north. North. Yeah. Um, cause I, cause I want to say I had a friend that tried biking it and they only made it to Butte from like Canada. It, they were having a struggle and it, it's a trek. Like you said, it's a mission. North to South. That would be, I think, harder to do, um, on either one of those trails. Because um, at least the way I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't want to be in the desert at the hottest time of the year. I'd want to go when it's start when it's a wee bit cooler in the desert. So that way I'm not like freaking roasted, just bust out the desert while it's like cold. And then that way, when I get farther north, that's when it starts to heat up more. So the temperature is more even-esque throughout it all. I would, I mean, I would argue that you could do the north to south if you're doing weather based based on like fall, you know, late summer up north to fall down yeah, but, south. Oh man, I don't know if you would want to do the freezing cold temperatures of the desert either. I don't, you got to do some thinking and planning and scheduling, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. I think it would be. Like if you're at least again how I'm thinking weather weather wise, because um, the 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 desert's the harshest weather. It's either extremely cold, or it's um, extremely fucking hot. <laughs> you're not wrong about that. Um, you just got to make sure you're hitting it right. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I get that too. I get what you're saying. Like start the start south early, like May yeah maybe even, even april. like yeah april bust yeah. out shoot i'd even push march because it's yeah. gonna be it'd be like comfy down there right now 
you just kind of casually comfier uh, way up north then by the time you know uh, you get up to north it's a little bit uh warmer so it's like now you're in the mountains and it's like nice and nice yeah no i feel you man i i mean thanks calvin for giving us that to talk about i mean that <laughs> was uh really great uh you guys can check him out on youtube everyday backpacker um i got his instagram too yeah and did you see his last episode about planning mark i did it's a good one him uh, his planning episode i uh um he puts out good stuff um, yeah. i'm not just saying that because he's a friend of the brand like just in general he does put out some good stuff well i'm just I, the reason i ask is because if you saw the sweatshirt he was wearing he's actually one of the awesome fans that went to the Teespring that Mark set up uh, and bought one of the sweatshirts to wear. And he says it's one of the comfiest ones yet that he owns. So I love it. It looked good. He was wearing it in his last episode. So thank you for that. Give if him a follow. like that sweatshirt, make sure to check out the Teespring uh, link below. But, right. Uh, link in the bio and everything. Um, there's stuff on their sweatshirts, shirts uh of the album cover or the like wandering like big bigfoot um you can even get some socks so like <laughs> i love that like i noticed i listened to the commercial about that and you you, you even referenced the socks on that like you got a thing for socks there bud <laughs> actually i don't i actually prefer to not wear socks at all oh that's funny I've been I've been going barefoot a lot more, so I don't even wear shoes that often anymore. So it's more of a shock. Like, what? We're, we're on socks, too. Well, yeah, that, um, you know, it's something you wouldn't see. And also the album cover doesn't look too bad on socks. Yeah. Um, I like it. The album cover's fun. The Wandering Bigfoot's also pretty cool if you're into that. That's kind of what we use on our YouTube. Um, yeah. If you're watching our videos live, you'll see that, that one on the YouTube page. You'll see the album cover on the Spotify itunes and other podcast platforms but if you want stickers of them hit me up on the instagram at reverend marcus um and i'll uh, i'll shoot you some um because yeah. i got stickers he's got stickers for days everybody so does everyone in my family you're welcome yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i love it um but yeah you know i'm excited because we got we got a good episode in store today for everyone yeah now to the bulk of the episode today um you know we're gonna do ourselves another break down of a park <laughs> we got ourselves another wandering ways breakdown we're gonna go um you know we did glacier national park a couple weeks ago and now we are gonna do the other fairly popular park for us to go to um the Yellowstone National Park. That's right. The America's first national park. Um, the place that we call home to the Lamar Valley, Old Faithful, Yellowstone Lake, the super volcano that could end the world. Yeah. You know, just this awesome, great place that is only like 200 miles away from my front door. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So... We will be jumping in to a awesome breakdown. Hello, my wanderers. Before we get going with this episode of the podcast, I do just want to remind you guys to check out our other social medias, the YouTube, the Instagram, the 
Teespring to get that swag. Make sure to check us out individually. Zach Gray of Quartz Lake. Zach Gray, the Rougarou. Make sure you check out myself, Reverend Marcus, all that fun stuff. The links are below in the bio. Um, all you got to do is click that bio, look for it, and boom, you're on your way. Make sure if you guys want to be part of the podcast or questions to be heard on the podcast, email us at wanderingwayspodcast at gmail.com or quartzlakeproductions at gmail.com. We love the feedback. We love the input. All of it is amazing. And we love you guys for listening. It's awesome. So let's keep wandering on. Uh, but, but before we do start the breakdown of the uh, of Yellowstone National Park, um, I want to um, show you a video um, because we're going to start a new segment here on the Wandering Ways podcast of just cool shit that happens in nature. Um, you know, it's wonderful nature, wonderful ways of experiencing nature. I don't know. We haven't come up with a true name for it yet. Uh, I mean, I love wonderful nature or cool shit that happens in nature. So I yeah, so we'll let you guys be the judge. Go ahead and shoot us a message or something. Tell us what you like. Uh, yeah. Wonderful can... things in nature, cool shit that happens in nature. Anyways, where I'm going to show you. Um, I haven't shown Zach this. We're going to find each other videos and not show each other until of. So, but this is right here. It's a glacier or a glacier that breaks off. And how it works when it falls off the cliff, it falls into the water. And because ice and water are different densities, they go shooting. It comes shooting back up. Mm -hmm. And so this is like a tower of a glacier um there's like a boat in the video here to like scale it and it is just like holy shit well i think what's crazy is it falls off and it's the glacier itself is probably i mean i can't tell i mean i want to say it's as big oh shoot it's like as, i don't know it's it, huge though yeah, like it looks like it's as big as the boat when it first is coming out of the water, I would say. And it's like 30 times its size at one point. It looks like almost yeah. like it gets big. It looks like a skyscraper. Yeah, just the way it rises out of the mountain. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's cool. The one thing, <laughs> that, yeah, it's cool shit that happens in nature. <laughs> right? The one thing I really wish we could see in that video. Um, it, or they show in the video, which they don't, they stop it before, is I want to see the wave it makes hit that boat. Right, because that helps you give a little bit of judgment, too, of, like, the force that these things have. Because um, yeah. we we don't think of that necessarily sometimes uh, when, when nature occurrences happen, you know, because when you're looking at a mountain and a boulder, you know, that boulder looks smaller when it's further away. But it's like when that falls, like what it can cause and what it could lead to and I know, but that I'm imagining that's just a giant wave and that boat is just getting taken for a ride. <laughs> Most likely is, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that wouldn't be a lot of fun to do. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to be the captain. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but yeah, that's our little break in the action today. Just to transition into the now breakdown of Yellowstone National Park.
Yeah, I'm excited. Are you? Um, I am too. I, I'm excited. Uh, I think it's your favorite park. You know, it is. It's, it's up there. I mean, it is. You know, I proposed to Thea in it. I, it's so close to home. I visit it as much as I can. There's just so much about it from the wildlife to the natural features to the outdoor activities to just everything that it's for. You know, you could be a backpack, you know, backpacker and be all about it. You could be a family going to the national parks for your first time and be all about it um and that's what i love about it it's 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 fun for everyone it's big enough for everyone it has a lot of cool shit i've been there in the winter the summer the spring the fall i've got to witness a lot of stuff from bears to wolves to you know i don't know elk and rat antelope making love and everything in between <laughs> in that <part. laughs> yeah that is the nice thing about it um about yellowstone is it's a good uh it's a good starter park, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to get into the national parks, if you're wanting to get into outdoor activities, outdoor adventures, um, you want to learn about nature and the outdoors and all of that, or geothermal, especially there. Um, Yellowstone's kind of the place to start um, for that beginner. Um, it's, you know, it's got a lot lot to offer there you know it's got the geysers the hot pots um to fuck uh it's got a lake it's got a lake it's got mountains um you know it's got valleys it's got kind of it's kind of got it all to be fair in a sense it does and i think that that's kind of why it became our first park our first national park in teddy roosevelt you know when he declared that um, he was a lover of the parks. Um, there's a lodge named after him there. You know, Teddy's Bear, Teddy Bear. Um, yeah. What I like too is they they encourage all ages in this park. Um, there's things to do for all ages and all all sources of income as well. If you're bougie and you want to stay at the Old Faithful Lodge, it is quite spendy to actually stay in some of those nicer rooms at View Old Faithful. Um, there's the lake lodge um the lodge and mammoth you know things like that which are nice um but i it's the diversity of it you know when you walk into the park one of the first things you could do is ask for the scavenger hunt for your kids to look for the animals in the park yeah so. yeah no it, it really anybody can go you know if you're like that family that you know you may not don't have the funds to do anything special the campsites in Nash in Yellowstone and most national parks um, are super cheap um, when compared to other campsites. So it's like, shoot, why not? Uh, you know, they do fill up crazy fast. Um, all of all of Yellowstone um, fills up crazy fast. So if you are wanting to do a lodge, if you're wanting to do a cabin, if you're wanting to do the campsites. Um, if you're wanting to do uh, everything in Yellowstone, uh, they fill up like that. It's like crazy. And that's because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that go to Yellowstone. Um, it's probably the biggest con of Yellowstone is the people. Because yeah. there's, I mean, it's a lot of people. Especially July, August, man, right there. That's the heart of tourist season. I mean, it's beautiful weather. That's when, you know, the summer weather out here is the best um you're not 
there's chances the June chances of snow, the September chances of snow aren't there necessarily uh, as much because you are up high in elevation. Um, you know, there's places around the park to stay that are cheap campgrounds, KOAs, ho other hotels in some of the towns. Bozeman's not too far. Cody's not too far. Um, but just know that you, it is one that if you're going to look to do that kind of stuff, you are going to have to plan, uh, and not the week of, not, not even a week before, maybe two months before I would recommend even just cause yeah, things do fill up quick. Yeah. And they do have like some day of campsite reservations. Um, but again, if you're going to do that route, uh, you're going to have to get up early and you're going to have to be in line because, I mean, they'll fill up. They fill up real, real quick. So, yeah, the first come, first serve campground spaces. I mean, you're lucky. Like me, Matt, Thea did it in early April one year. And we were able to get a first come, first serve right there at the Madison Junction uh, campground. And, I mean, it was good because there wasn't a lot of people in the park. But it's also one of those places where, you know, come July, that first come, first serve campground, you got to be there at 8 a.m. as the people in front of you are moving out. Um, we've done that in Glacier for campsites before because that's how just crazy some yeah. of those places are for those first come, first serve spaces. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, that's that's a good tip for any national park if you're going to do the first come, first serve. Because I even ran into that when uh, with Zion, uh, with me and Vince first time I went to Zion we had to I mean we got there super early anyway so we're like shoot let's let's get this campsite but um yeah if you're doing a first come first serve campsite in a national park um you better be an early bird well one thing I like about that and you point out a good a good point with Zion because we, we we looked at Bryce Canyon too when we went to Bryce one time uh, and we actually ended up staying in the campground that is a private campground outside of Bryce Canyon National Park. Um, and that there is a little bit more of a fee hike when you get into those private campgrounds, your KOAs and campgrounds outside of the park. If you're staying in places like BLM land, National Forest land, it might be a little bit cheaper even. Um, you just have to be knowing what you're looking for, knowing what you're doing. You know, if you're in an RV, you also have to look for RV spots if you're doing that kind of stuff. If you're tent, whatnot it's 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 a lot to plan <laughs> it is it is but it's worth it um 100 if you can get in the park um that helps because my next tip for this park which i've already mentioned it for getting the campsites um i would recommend waking up and starting your day early um because of the people in the traffic, you you run into traffic in Yellowstone Park like crazy, um, especially once those big tour buses get going. It's like you could uh, you could it it would put uh, L.A. up there in the competition of uh, worst traffic, L.A. or Yellowstone with those tour buses peak season. <laughs> well, and and what I what I like about it is because you know it's. It's a two-lane road, you know, one way, one lane going that way, one lane going this way. And sometimes you get a bison herd that will sit on the road for two hours, three hours. Yeah. Um, and that'll throw a wrench in people's plans. Yep. Um, you'll you'll stop for a bear and your car will be kind of jammed in because all the dumb tourists are not looking around and you got parked in by all these other cars. So 
there's just a lot of things you need to consider uh, and be considerate about when you're in the parks. You know, you look around, you're not the only one there. Um, but like you said, get up early. It's also a really good time to see animals in the park uh, because there's not a lot of people out. You know, think about if a lot of people started standing outside your house and just were looking in, you know, what would you do? You, you would kind of close the shades, you would hide, you wouldn't <laughs> like it. Well, animals do the same. And I've seen it with bears in this park, right? Uh, sometimes the best encounters I've had is when it's me and just a few other people. Um, whereas the more and more people show up, I notice the bear starts walking away further and further and further from the group. They, they go into the bushes, you know, stuff like that. Cause they don't want to be bothered. It's their home. They're looking for bugs or food. Um, so just some things to think about, um, in the yeah. park. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's another perk of getting up early. Um, you know, another perk of getting up early is golden hour for all those pictures. If you're a photographer, um, catching a nice sun sunrise or even a sunset, at like Grand Prismatic or Old Faithful or uh, Lamar Valley or Mammoth, you know, shoot. I love, I love that you're saying all these places and you're saying sunset, sunrises. And I'm like, I'm thanking, thanking the creator today. Like, man, I've, I've been able to experience both sunrises, sunsets and all these places you're naming. And no matter where you're at in the park, they're just so special and so beautiful and spectacular. Not one is like the one before it. Yeah. It's awesome. You know where I think a really cool spot um, to get a sunrise or even a sunset, I think. Um, a sunset might actually be better due to where the sun is for this one. But that uh, Grand Prismatic Overlook if you could get up there. Yes, I, I definitely think that would be beautiful. Uh, the sunset kind of sets that, that where, where that look is, because that is kind of, I think it's- Well, it's sun. behind you. So you don't necessarily have that sun looking like in your eyes. Yeah, I've got to experience one down on the boardwalk before looking up and it was really beautiful over the colors. Yeah. Um, for a picture, yeah, you would need to know what you're doing with the lighting and the settings on your camera and all that but for the naked eye and experiencing it, it was with me matt and thea that time and there was nobody no i bet nobody out there um and then i also had one time with alexa we were able to go out there and uh during sunset and it was in the summer and it was another one where you know everyone's like hey it's dinner time at five or six in the places that serve dinner in the park and grand prismatic isn't one of those places so yeah I was able to, we were able to get some alone time there, which is really cool. Cause when you're able to spend time in these places um, where there's not a lot of people, you know, yeah, there's always little bit groups here and there or one or two people, that's fine. Um, but like Grand Prismatic, I've, I'm, I've been there on the boardwalk where you're walking like this because people are shoving into you, um, Yeah, you know? Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it can get real, real crazy pack and it's nuts like where the how the crowds just like gather in, in zones and the best example of it um and this is my uh tip my secret tip for anybody that um is listening and goes to old faithful and you don't want to deal with all of those crazy 
tourists all jam-packed right there on the boardwalk watch, watching uh, Old Faithful. And you kind of just want to get, you're still going to run into some people, but like not nearly as many. Just follow the trail around Old Faithful. You don't even have to go that far. You really don't have to go far at all. No, I love it because that's, I mean, that's almost like your go-to when we go to Old Faithful. You love going that back loop. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the area, Old Faithful has a lot of benches uh, for people to sit on and wait because Old Faithful is not on a stopwatch. It goes off approximately every 90 minutes, give or take 10. Uh, it's based on how long the eruption lasts. Um in, and the time before it and they have their weird math to kind of figure it out it's within a get 10 minute window um it is really cool to watch but all the people line up on the boardwalk like you said and it's, if you walk around to the back side where the water from old faithful kind of drains out into the river there's a path because there's other geysers you can go see and hike to and not you know it's single file sitting sitting around that not even complete most of the time yep yeah, I mean elbow room, um, three sixty elbow elbow room. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you go around that corner, it is crazy. It is crazy to me because it's in reality, it's not even. I don't. It's not even a quarter of a mile. No, not even. It's yeah, the it's other side. One mile, of yeah. the little walk. And you're like, bam, you have all this room. <laughs> so it's like, it just, it blows my mind how people don't like spread out. I think the difference is uh, when people are looking sometimes for their shot, they don't want the lodges in the background of their shot, their camera shot of Old Faithful. You, the, the, the plus to the benches is you have the hills behind you and the, the mon, you know, the, the, the nature versus, <laughs> versus the building. True. I can see but, it. Old Faithful's cool regardless, you know. I've got to experience it from all around different angles of how many times I've seen it, you know. Um, we were able to be at the bench area when I proposed to Thea and really, you know, I mean, it was late later in the day, uh, probably like 7 o'clock at night, and uh, the light, was, you know, the sun had already set, but there's still enough light out. And uh, yeah. we were there, and there was other people, but not a lot. You know, we had our own bench section to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, also, you go at the right time, it, that crazy area is not packed either. So, <laughs> right. That yeah. was also early May, I believe, when we did that. Yeah. It was like early May. Um, early May. But yeah, you know, that's getting up early, going to see the geyser, all, all of the spots, you'll be better off early or even late when people go to dinner. Um, but let's say you don't want to do like your own thing. There are tons of tours there in Yellowstone. Um, oh. The classic yellow bus tours. Um, there's tours at each of the visitor centers type stuff. Like there's tons of tours and stuff you can do uh, in Yellowstone as well. If you don't want to do like your own thing. Well, and then rain, free lane, ranger uh, guided activities throughout the day. You know, they have that Yellowstone newspaper, which shows you like what times in the park and at the different locations when rangers will give, be giving their speeches or talks. Um, the visitor center also has those videos that they, they dive into things. Um, 
as well as the private tours outside the company or outside the company, outside the park, you know, like Yellowstone forever. Um, I know that like down in West Yellowstone, there's other places down there that are good that give out great uh, tours. If you're into that, you know, in the winter too, you want to snowmobile in or snow coach in. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, no, that's it's super fun too. Um, you can in the winter, especially you can get like the snowmobile tour or you can get like a bus tour type deal. Um, go check it out in the snow, which is super cool. But you know, the tours, it's really, um, really hard not to do the tour. If, if that's your, like, you like going on the tours, having people talk about it and all that, that's always, always fun. And then, uh, the free ones at all the different like ranger guided stuff at all the different visitor centers, um, so you could make a whole day of just hitting the visitor centers, doing the guided tours there. And you could have blast because each of those visitor centers are so different. Yeah, no, you're right. Like if you're into the volcanoes, you're into geothermal, you're into the animals, you're into yeah, uh, just a little bit of everything. They got it for you. Yeah. You're into the geysers. You're into um, the history of the area. You know, you could just at all the different visitor centers because um, they are different. Um, and there are there's so many of them too um because i mean it is a big park i I do like that and there's even like the norris geyser visitor center which is more specific to the norris geyser basin area it's not as big and it's not really open as long as the other ones um but it's really cool i uh i I mean i like them all uh you get cool you meet cool rangers because one thing I do like, and we've been able to interview quite a few park rangers on here, uh, is all rangers I've met love their job because yep. that's what they wanted to do. Yep. So I, it's fun. I, I love park rangers. They're my favorite <laughs> people out there. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a blast with park rangers. When I see them on hikes, I always make sure to chat them up a bit. You never know what you're going to find out. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I love it. It's great. I, it's, they're, you know, and and that's their passion when they're when they're giving those ranger talks. A lot of the time, you know, that the the guy talking about rocks is because he loves rocks or birds or that, you know, and and you're learning from them. They are the experts. They've spent years of learning and studying and sitting out in the wilderness trying to understand these things, um, so that they have something to tell. Uh, plus, they go from park to park and learn about the other parks and the geologies and compare them and contrast them. And uh, there's just, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, you know, other things, obviously, like with most of these parks, the hiking is pretty uh, popular activity to do. And uh, Yellowstone does not disappoint. Um, whether you're not the most able person um, to do things, Yellowstone has options for you or if you're the uh, crazy like you know want to go live with just like a handkerchief off in the in the woods don't recommend it but you can do that there at uh, the backcountry stuff at Yellowstone so super like awesome for hikes I I always typically recommend doing the Grand Prismatic Overlook um, just because you get to look down at it at Grand Prismatic. Um, you should do the boardwalks at Grand Prismatic too, but I think the overlook is cool because you really get to s- get the like the feel of it. 
Well, and I believe the boardwalks you could even access by like electrical wheelchair or some even stronger yeah. wheelchairs, um, you know, because of the way the boardwalks are built and the ramps are built in some of those areas. Um, yeah, there's some with steps, you know, it, you're out in nature. So, you know, nature builds a boulder. You got to get over the boulder somehow. Right. Um, and some of the areas are more remote than others. But in the developed areas like Old Faithful, Grand Prismatic, around the lake, um, there's definitely places for like everyone that's easy to walk, easy to hike. But then there's also, hey, I'm going to go up in the Lamar Valley and do a backcountry hike and carry bear spray and <laughs> be careful because that's what you got to do too. And that's what's so awesome about this park is it's got it all. Yep. Yep. No, that's 100%. Yeah, no. Um, carry your bear spray. Um, I mean, there was like literally a story either like today or yesterday about guy getting killed by a grizzly bear backcountry. So. I think it, it came out, well, he died uh, recently. He, it, the, the mauling happened last week. Um, and then they finally caught the bear, killed the bear, and then the guy died in the like ICU. Yeah, but yeah, he was sad. a backcountry guide for Yellowstone. So it's like, damn, you know, yeah. bears are a real thing. Um, you, well, you know, and here's my cup of tea on the situation is a lot of bear human incidents happen early in the year when they're coming out of the dens when they're hungry they're looking for food they're looking for new food the cubs are young um all that kind of stuff so i, I and and i always say this if a bear ever kills me in the wilderness let the bear live because i most likely was doing something wrong in that bear's eyes uh, i got between it and its cubs i made it feel threatened um, you know, very, very rarely, you know, 1% of cases are most likely a bear is just out for blood. Yeah. Um, you know, the rest is they were startled, you know, cause bears, yes, they're aggressive animals, but they're also scavengers. You know, they're going to let the wolf kill the elk for them. And they're going to go take over the elk and finish eating it because they didn't, they didn't do, have to do the hard work. Yes. They could take a elk down if they wanted but at the same time they don't necessarily have to um and and they eat a lot of bugs and berries and and things that uh that are natural you know they don't just eat meat um and i think most likely humans are um in in the wrong i mean what's interesting in this case is i did hear stories where he supposedly did deploy his bear spray and the bear didn't go away oh damn um, which is interesting because he was, he was at a point to de deploy that, which kind of sucks. Um, yeah. they, they killed the bear, which I, you know, I'm not a fan of cause we're in their home. We're invading yeah. their space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting topic to debate, you know, <laughs> you know, RIP Harambe type stuff, but, um, you know, they don't want the bear getting used to it. So I like get that aspect of it, but at the same time, it's a backcountry deal. You're like, you know, you stepped into his home. Um, you stepped into his territory, you know. It's not like he was at the old faithful lodge chilling and he the bear took him out. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, this is like off in the back, and you're like, listen, uh, it's a dangerous world out here. Oh, and 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 what's interesting with bears is I've seen enough videos of, of bears, you know, coming around people's cabins and, and cars and just things, you know, cause I live out here in Montana we got bears on the daily. Um, they, 
you know, they almost get startled and run away from you because you open up a door and scare them because they because they're wandering around your garbage or whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, so that's why I'm always questioned. But I know in the spring it's a little more because of the, it's you're just they're just coming out of hibernation. The the cubs are still young, you know. It's not late summer. They haven't been able to fill up on their bellies and get real fat, you know. So that you know that aspect of it too. Um, try skipping a meal. You get more aggressive. You get a little bit more mean. You get hangry. Think about a bear. He just went all winter, you know, kind of being hangry. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I fast, so it's like I skip meals all the time. <laughs> You're weird. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, Yellowstone's a dangerous place, you know, even though it is a very popular place and in general, you'll be okay, but understand it is, it is a dangerous place. I mean, you're on top of a super volcano. Like, yeah, it could go any moment. And yeah. one of my favorite videos, if you've never been to Yellowstone is called super volcano, watch it. It's a little outdated because it's from the two thousands. Um, you know, so the quality isn't that great, but the storyline is, you know, essentially where we're at. They experts believe the Yellowstone supervolcano is overdue. That meaning the last two eruptions this caldera has had um, happened during a certain amount of time, and we have now surpassed that certain amount of time. Um, so they don't know when it's going to blow up. They thought it would, and it hasn't. Um, I'm I'm certain that the geysers will tell the story, you know, when when old faithful doesn't start going off when it should. I think that'll signs like that will happen, but I could also be wrong. Um yeah. and it's 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 really cool. Um I watch the video. It's going to scare the living piss out of you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's what makes Yellowstone unique um yeah. is the fact that it is a super volcano. Uh, kind of the closing thoughts on breaking down, uh, you know, we've talked about the park, but the nice part is because Yellowstone is such a popular park, the surrounding areas, there's a lot also in the surrounding area. So you don't just have to spend all your time in the park, even though I highly recommend spending all of your time in the park. You don't necessarily have to. There's Gardner where you can go like whitewater rafting, there's hot springs up north there. You can go to West Yellowstone. Uh, there's plenty of stuff in the West Yellowstone area. Or you can even go south and see another beautiful park known as the Grand Tetons. Um, it's literally boards it, so it's like they're beautiful right there. Um, that's another aspect that makes Yellowstone so cool is there's a lot of surrounding. You can head to the Beartooths, too, from that northeast uh, gate there. Uh, yeah, you could take the Chief Joseph Highway to Cody, which is also another butte. Um, what I like about the Tetons is you got the moose. If you really want to go see a moose, the Tetons are a great place to go try and find one of those. Um, I've never not been down there and seen one, um, which is good. You know, I've lucked out every time. Uh, I believe some people probably haven't seen mooses, so I, I, I'm sorry for them. Um, but yeah, like, that's what I love about this park. Lamar Valley, go see the massive bison herds and get a mere mere glimpse of what the millions of bison herds out on the great plains once looked like um take the take the lamar valley fill it up with bison 
mountainside to mountainside. They can't move like they're crowded in there like a crowd pen. That was the bison out on the Great Great Plains. Um, if you're coming from the grasslands out in South Dakota, North Dakota, Eastern Montana, Wyoming, yep. um, they're they just hunting. just like those people at Old Faithful, just all packed in. Exactly, <laughs> that's what it used to be in the millions until they hunted them to near extinction, almost two thousand in number, uh, and then they put those two thousand into the park there, um, and they've been able to grow the herds to where they actually have to kill them off. Uh, because of the overpopulation, uh, as well as some of the tribes, especially the Montana tribes, uh, have have gotten agreements and that will ship uh, some of the bison up to their their tribal land. But uh, a lot of farmers uh, don't like that because they believe the tuberculosis, uh, which is a, a disease the cows get, um, comes from the bison. But every time they test the bison herds in Yellowstone and both on the Indian reservations no berculosis comes up. So um, it's just farmers being mad because buffalo is better than beef. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to put, I have to say that, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, no, and I'm, not, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. Um, uh, more on the management, but um, that's a different story. <laughs> That's a different topic. That's a different breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'd get a lot of uh, listens for that breakdown. <laughs> no. That's not as much of a fun topic as talking about like Yellowstone or the adventures we do. <laughs> no, that's the special episode you get, Matt, you know, because Matt has very good ties uh, in the Native American community. He knows his bison culture really well uh, and would talk about it. And he would just go on a one hour soap. That would turn into something else, um, which we can't wait to bring you when he comes on as a guest because, you know, with Matt Bunny, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, when he comes back on, uh, it'll be fun. But anyways, I've got to be the guy because I no. am always the guy and we're at that point. Um, it's time to start wrapping up this episode. So that was our breakdown of Yellowstone National Park. Uh, if you haven't, uh, or checked it out make sure to check out the breakdown of glacier uh, make sure to check out any of our park reviews that we've done we've done olympic uh, national park there's been a wandering ways review uh, we have one even like uh, on i think it's the last week's episode there's a little mini one on there too so uh, make sure to check that episode out as well um you know check out all of our stuff but anyways to finish kind of roll this in we're going to go into our final words so any final words my man you know summer is starting to fall upon us even though just yesterday it was snowing here in billings uh april 19th for those of you who don't know it was still snowing here in billings um if you follow any of our social medias you'll be able to see um a lot of the stuff we do uh and where we live and the adventures we go on as they happen uh, so check those out for sure. But, you know, go find your park. Go find your Yellowstone. I love Yellowstone. I find the times to go there and go to the places in the park that I want to spend the time in. You know, if you have the ability to do that in your park or even in Yellowstone, you know, I drove up to the Lamar Valley for a day. I mean, I've done this multiple times and just hung out in the Lamar Valley and then drove the Beartooths back home. You know, I woke up. 11 o'clock, left Billings, got to the Lamar Valley, you know, one, two o'clock, had lunch, hung out, you know, sunset started to happen. I took the Beartooths home, 
ran into some mountain goats on top of the bear tooths all by myself, 12,000 feet up, just loving life. Um, you know, do that, find your park. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. Uh, reverence, final words of wisdom, you know, stay beautiful, everybody. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys listening, um, commenting, sending us your top fives, all that kind of stuff. Uh, special shout out to Everyday Backpacker. Make sure you check him out. His stuff is fantastic. I really can't tell you that enough. Um, anyways, my main final words from the Reverend today, I was watching Planet Earth or Seven Worlds One Planet uh, earlier today. And man, we got to take care of this planet, man. We got to we gotta do something. The oceans, the forests, uh, climate change, all that. We got to take care of it. Um, you know, this is the earth is our home. Yeah, you have your home, right? Your little property that you bought, but the earth is also our home. So take care of it like you would your own home, because uh, it's just a bigger place. Maybe it's a little harder to clean up because it is so big, but you know, every little thing can uh, every little thing can help out. You know, um, but anyways, that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.